What's up? What's up with it? You're listening to the Bad Cow Podcast, where no cow is too big and no beef is too small. I'm your host, Lindsay May Be Bad. This show features adult content and adult language, so listener discretion is advised. When I'm good, I'm very good. But when I'm bad, I'm better. What's up? What's up with it, everybody? Welcome to the Bad Cow Podcast show. First things first, before we get started, I just want to say thank you to the returning listeners who came back, the new listeners who stopped by. You both chose to have me in your speakers today, and I really appreciate it. As always, I hope you enjoy today's badness. Here we go. All right, everybody. What's up? It's another Wednesday here at the Bad Cow Podcast. And for those of you who've been following along, we like to do the Women's Wednesday series, right? Oh, let me start the video. So I'm trying something new today. Because everybody says that you should get something on YouTube, but I fucking always look like shit. And I'm just going to have to get over it because otherwise I'm just never going to get it on the YouTube. So, hi everybody, I look like shit. If you don't want your awesome image of me ruined, don't go look at this video. Um, but I just decided to try to do a video today of me recording but I got this funky-ass little top knot going on. Yesterday was Valentine's Day, and I was looking smashing last night. But, you know, it's kind of like kind of like leftovers. That's what you guys are getting right now visually. Hey, but my leftovers are better than somebody's first serve, I think. So, winning. Um, anyways, back to what we normally do on this podcast, which is talk about shit. Other than myself, sometimes. Uh, so... What I've been doing in this Women Wednesday series that those of you who've been listening already know and those of you who are just stopping by, I'm going to enlighten you, is I try to like spotlight other female podcasters who are trying to make it in this industry right along with me, right? Girl power, show support, solidarity goes somewhere, hopefully. And I've done, I think I've reviewed about seven shows. And you know what? I'm having a hard time finding any other females to talk about. Not because there's just like a whole shit ton and none of them are up to my standards. No, that's not the case. It's just because there's not a lot of female podcasters, at least not in the groups of domains that I look at for finding people. There's a lot of successful podcasts and they already have their audience. They already have their, you know, foot in the door. So I'm struggling. That's why I thought, you know what, I'm going to broaden my horizons. Because originally I was like, well, let's just scrap this whole Women Wednesday thing. We did our part, okay? Right? No, Lindsay. We're not just going to scrap shit when it gets hard. Just because you can't stumble upon something to share with the world doesn't mean you shouldn't do it anymore, right? So I'm broadening my motherfucking horizons today. I came across a show that I reason like recently we didn't have access to because we didn't have Hulu. Uh, but now we get Hulu through... It doesn't matter. Now we get Hulu. And on Hulu, there is a National Geographic original series called Trafficked, which is hella motherfucking interesting. And it's hosted by a girl, a woman, an award-winning correspondent and journalist named Mariana Van Zeller. She is so... She's shit, dude. This this bitch got balls. Um, The shit that she'd be investigating is not just, you know shark fin soup or something which is obviously very important issue but she goes in deep to some of the scariest places on earth um so let me tell you a little bit about her and then we'll get into the show so her name again is mariana van zeller she was born july 29th of 1983 
about five years older than me. Go girl, because she looks fucking awesome. Um, and again, she's an award-winning correspondent and investigative journalist. Um, this National Geographic series, Trafficked, explores the complex and dangerous inner workings of global underworld, of the global underworld. And what I mean by that is she's going to places that people are desperate as fuck to get away from. Places like human trafficking and having a pimp or uh, the black market for human organs and human uh, like operations and shit. Ooh. And none other than the Mexican cartel. So the first episode I watched about this lady or about this in this series, she uh, investigates. And this isn't the first one she did. It's just the first one I happened to come across. It was about firearms and the Mexican cartel. And it was pretty disturbing. I mean, so for those of us, especially in, in the United States, particularly California and other border states that are right next to Mexico, we are well aware of the influx we are having right now. People trying to get into the country to get out of their country because their country is fucking a hellhole right now. Primarily because of the cartel and all their bullshit. They have pretty much taken over the entire country. Uh, the police and everybody else from the higher ups all the way down to the bottom feeders are involved. And it's so horrendous. I mean, we hear here in California, we hear stories about people sending their five year olds across the border with people they don't even know, just hoping they can make it to something better. And it's like, Jesus, what could be so bad that you are risking that level of, of danger? For your child, for a little five-year-old, or we or we see videos of little babies washed up on shore of the Rio Grande because trying to uh, doggy paddle away from their country was the best option they could find. Uh, it's just terrible. I mean, and that doesn't even describe it. It's sick. And it's like, how bad could it be? I mean, we hear things about gangs and people getting raped and, and blown away. And it's like, how the fuck does this happen, right? It's Mexico, for Christ's sake. For while we know in Mexico is like this little touristy spot where they let you drink at 16 and nobody really gives a fuck if you have a license driving a car and blah, don't drink the water, you know? Those are the basics we hear about Mexico. But what uh, Mariana does is she goes to the heart of the problem, which I guess starts in Los Angeles, at least in this area of operation. And it, it kind of shows you what what aspects of this big complex problem really need to be addressed because it's going to be almost impossible to stop the violence. It's not like we can just go to the cartel and reason with them, okay? Maybe we need to look at how the fuck they're getting a hold of all these weapons because it's obvious that these are diehard, give-no-fucks people who are going to extreme lengths for the control and the power of the country, right? They don't give a fuck if you're somebody's grandma or somebody's grandbaby. They're going to blow you away if you stand in the way of them and their dealings. Which is kind of crazy, because, I mean, I always thought it was a code among thieves to, so like, no women and children. Unless that woman's trying to be a boss and she's trying to, you know, run shit, then she's going to have to take the same consequences as any man. But innocent bystanders, innocent victims, people's families and shit, that's supposed to be a no-no. But apparently all's fair down in Mexico right now. So how do we at least minimize or take part of the... How do we, how do we, you know, 
lessen the damage that's being done. Because, again, we can't just go in there and reason with them. We can't just go in there and remind them of morals. I'm sure these people that are blowing people away left and right are still doing their Hail Marys at night. So I, uh, I really liked that this series attacked all angles of the problem. And the first one that they kind of delved into was how they're even getting these kinds of fucking weapons down there. Because <sighs> although they've been big, bad, boss, beast people... For the most part, it's damn near third world still in a lot of parts in Mexico, right? Farms and shit. Uh, how are they even coming into situations and into transactions where they can cop some AK-47s? Where they can get a hold of some M16s or whatever the fuck these other guns are, I don't know. How? I mean, I don't expect them to naturally, like, just to be going at each other with fucking pitchforks or anything. But Jesus, these are major goddamn weapons, Right? Um, you know, we focus a lot on arms dealings with like Saudi Arabia and different places like that, but this one's right next door. This is our motherfucking neighbor, Mexico. How the fuck are they getting all these weapons? Well, I'll tell you, it's not that hard to figure out. They're getting them from us. <sighs> you know, America got a lot of nerve. We really do. Because here we are telling these people, no, you can't come into our country. Go back to yours where we're supplying the fucking people in power, which are negative people, obviously, the weapons to fucking destroy you all with. Piss off, bye. That's what we're telling them. There was one interview Mariana was doing with a, you know, a full face covered type interview where you can't see anything about the person. They got sunglasses on, a bandana around their face, a blah, 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 blah type of voice shit going on. And what he's saying is that it's like a family business for them. <laughs> They've been doing it since he was like seven or some shit. And he's showing some guns that he has with him at the moment when he's doing the interview and saying like, well, this one came from an LAPD officer who confiscated it from somebody in America and then sold it to somebody in fucking Mexico. Ah! Uh, see why we don't fuck with cops, man? They just are not... We be holding them to higher standards as far as what their community and their, their, their role is in our society. And they're just fuckbags like the rest of us, if not worse. How are you going to steal that from one criminal and then double your profit by selling it to the next one in the country over? <laughs> uh, how horrible. And then I start thinking, well, fuck, don't we have border patrol and shit? Like, who the fuck is maintaining and monitoring this, this, these, these, the shit? Who is there? Why are they still allowed to work at their point? <laughs> Why? Because they're obviously not doing their job. Well, you know what it is. There's actually a lot of fucking border patrol and border agents and people who are monitoring vehicles going into the United States. There's a shit ton of them. They got dogs. They got metal detectors. They're fucking knocking on door panels and shit when you come in and out of there. If you look anywhere near suspect, they're going to be looking in your shit. They're going to be all up in your ass if you are coming into the United States. However, the opposite flow of traffic it's fucking crickets over there. People just driving in there. They don't give a fuck. You could probably have someone strapped to your roof and they wouldn't give a shit. Have the guns in your fucking grill garden. Nobody would even look twice. Nobody gives a fuck about what's going into Mexico. Ugh. Fucking the United States, man. As much as I love living here, don't get me wrong, I don't want to live in any other part of the world because for the most part, I think our, at least for our citizens, the good outweighs the bad, mostly. Uh, you know, women can drive and go to school here and shit and... There's due process, there's laws and things that are put in place to protect us. And But I see why the rest of the world hates us. Because we got a lot of fucking nerve. 
Here we are turning desperate, desperate, desperate people away from safety, desperate people away from maybe having a hope in achieving some kind of dream in life. We're turning them away while oppressing them. Like that's, it's a double whammy. We sell the guns to the people who are without shame, just gunning people down left and right. We've been talking about mass shootings out here and being so traumatized when they happen and not that they're not tragic events, but that shit's a norm down there. It's such a norm down there that, like I said, people are pushing their five-year-olds across the fucking border, crossing their fingers that they make it because whatever hell they might endure over here in a fucking uh, border facility, it's better than the chances they have back in their home. Isn't that, that, I mean, that just, it's disgusting. And we're causing it. We're causing the problem and then we're not providing any aid for it. It's one thing if you want to cause a problem just to try to profit off the solution, but we're not. We're just profiting off the problem a thousand times over. And then we get mad at our president for not letting people in or for letting people in or whatever the case may be. Who depends on what side you are and what year it is. Who knows? But just human to human, I think if you can help, you should. And we don't. We exacerbate the problem ten times over. What's up? What's up with it? Okay, so for those of you who are new here, this is the part of the show where I insert a sponsored ad for my podcast platform, Anchor by Spotify, telling you how great they are for anyone who is thinking of starting a podcast. But fuck that. Let me explain. Anchor by Spotify offers paid sponsorships for shows that reach a certain amount of listeners. They call it an ambassador ad, and it pays dick. And not the good dick. It's that limp, soft dick that leaves you feeling used and unsatisfied. Then they really make you feel like a hoe when they tell you that your ad expired because you reached too many listeners. What the fuck? That's when they tell you try different monetization strategies, like asking your listeners to pay for subscriptions. How thoughtful of them, right? <laughs> Don't worry. I am not going to ask my audience to foot the bill in this fuckery. Because you see, whether or not my show is heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else... My hosting platform still gets promotion whether I have some asshat ambassador ad or not. So if this is the standard set by the industry, then think of me as a podcast pioneer who refuses to make pimping easy for these corporate bastards. Instead, I think I'll just shit on them in every episode I publish until I decide on a different platform to host from. <laughs> as always, thanks for listening and uh, let's get back to the show. So that was the firearm episode that she did, right? And then she did one about the tigers, the big cats, the big cat market that's in America and how it's just so not cool. And it's not. Normally, I'm not a huge animal activist. It's not that I'm like anti-animal. I don't own like fucking furs and shit, but I just feel like humans got enough problems of our own. There's a lot of uh, human rights issues that I think should be addressed. But it's still important. And it's, it's incredible to me how we have taken advantage or we've taken for granted the the wildlife that we have in our world. I mean, wild animals are extraordinary. And tigers are fucking crazy. Like, they're, they're so gorgeous and so interesting. They're a very interesting species of big cat. It's like one of the only cats that likes water. Um, usually, they're kind of like solo bolo. They're not big pride animals. Like, they don't have a big pack they fall in. Um... And they are just extremely good hunters. For being a 400 fucking pound animal, for you to not even realize it's on your ass until it's on your ass, that's incredible. It's amazing. It's got to be a really interesting thing to study and know more about. 
until it comes to the trafficking of cubs and big cats who require a lot of basic needs. And we just don't seem to give a fuck. And it's not in just the United States, even though we're a big part of the problem, but it's in places like India and countries and areas of the world that believe in like harvesting the tiger and its bones and um, just all the things you can make of it because they believe that there's like tinctures and different things that'll heal everything from fucking impotence to back pain to, I mean, just everything. And what kills me about America is not only are we not innocent in it at all, but what Mariana does on her her series is she explores, like I said, all angles of it. So first she starts with the United States and we all remember the Tiger King and Doc Ansel, these two fuckbags who were making a living and still are making a living, a big profit off of breeding tigers um, in, in captivity and then distributing them all over the world to whoever the fuck will pay the most for them. We're exploiting them big time and a lot of people have taken their part of it because everybody wants a picture with a tiger. But apparently, after a cub reaches four months, they're no longer safe to let the public be near. So what do we do with these big-ass cats that are no longer cute enough to exploit? And they're too dangerous to have any kind of interaction with or anything. So we just put them in these big fucking cages and watch them pace back and forth, hoping to get the big slab of meat you throw at them every hour. It costs $10,000 a year to feed a tiger, I think. Maybe it was less than that. I don't know. But these are some big motherfucking creatures, man. They got to eat. And they need space. And human interaction is not something that their species is, is accustomed to. I mean, maybe now, because a lot of them are being bred and dying in captivity. But they're a wild animal. They're supposed to have miles and miles of room and space for themselves. We put them in these little boxes and charge people to take pictures of them and then wonder why they fucking bite Siegfried's head off, you know? I really like that her efforts are hopefully doing some good, at least shedding some light on things that I know I was at least, I was aware of all of these problems, like the cartel and like big cats being bred and, and exploited. But her deep diving into this topics are so enlightening and it's, and it's enraging once you really understand the full scope of what's happening. Ugh, just makes you mad. On the show, she said that there's more tigers in the United States alone in captivity than there is in the wild in the entire globe. And then you know what fucking pisses me off about America is not only are we that, but we got a lot of nerve because then we go to these other countries where we're like, uh-uh, you can't do that to tigers. They look at us like, bitch, the fuck are you doing to tigers? What the fuck are you doing that's any better than what we're doing? We're breed or we're like, they say in other parts of the country that they're poaching tigers and slaughtering tigers for, uh, you know, age-old medicine beliefs, things that they believe heal and it's been practiced for centuries. Here, we're just, you know, charging you guys for a fucking Polaroid. We got a lot of nerve. We How dare we? We might want to deal with our fucking tiger problem at home before we go pointing our finger to the rest of the world. That's why people hate America. That and we just expect there to be English everywhere in every part of the world. If you don't have English menus, what? How's this place even in business? Americans got a lot of nerve, man. I'm fucking embarrassed to be one sometimes. Um, I really suggest you guys check out the show. Again, it's called Trafficked. It is on the National Geographic. It's a, it's a National Geographic original series. I found it on Hulu. I'm not sure if it is anywhere else. And the main reason I'm sharing this is because it's a boss-ass, big ball-having, 
female who hosts it. She's got balls. She's talking to the cartel, for Christ's sake. Bitch. Doesn't, it's not only men that can achieve these types of feats. So that's basically the point I want to get across to you today. And I really encourage you guys to check it out. I think you're going to find it just as interesting as I did. It's one of those things. That, the episodes are a little long. They're about an hour and a half each. And I think that's only because Hulu is one of these channels that insists on bringing back commercials. So it was a little hard for me to watch too many of them just because I can't sit still for that long. But they are so good. The ones that I did sit through, I like, I, ugh, I was mad when they were over. I'm like, okay, what's next? There's not more. That's it. I think you guys are going to like it. And uh, till next time. All right, everybody, that about wraps it up for today. We got another one in the books. Thank you again so much for your listening support. I can't tell you how much it means to me. If you ever want to shout me out or come see what else I'm up to when I'm not in your speakers, feel free. I'm on Instagram at Bad Cow Podcast, Facebook on Bad Cow Podcast Show. And if you ever want to reach me directly, you can do so at badcowpodcastshow at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you. See you next time. Bye. Uh...